Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's good. It's really, really good to be here, Father, in your house. It's safe here. We're home here. We're with family here. But not just here in this physical building is your house, is it, Father? Because when we are in Jesus, wherever we are, we're there. We're home. We're with you and your son and the spirit in your house. Open the doors of our heart and welcome us in again and again. May the words of my mouth and meditation of our hearts and minds be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our rock and redeemer. Amen. John 14, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, many dwelling places, many rooms. We'll talk about that in a minute. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go and prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again. I'll receive you to myself that where I am, you might be also. And you know the way that I am going. Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. This is the word of the Lord. That's pretty weak. <laughs> this is the word of the Lord. Familiar words, we've heard them at so many funerals, and they offer such comfort. They offer such comfort uh, to the grieving when a loved one has, has passed. In my father's house are many mansions, many dwellings. I'll come again and receive you to myself. And this thought of, of loved ones dwelling with God, this thought that he's coming again someday, it has offered us so much comfort. But I will suggest to you this morning that the good news in these verses is so much better than you might have ever realized. It's good news that it's not only about the future, it is very much about this, now, at this moment, the present. The good news is that we don't have to wait to dwell in the Father's house until we die. We're dwelling in the Father's house right now. So unpack this with me a bit. It's, this part's not in your outline. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Just a couple of notes. Those first two words, let not, in the original language, it's a command. Make a choice. Let not. When you get anxious, you can make a choice. I'm not going to allow myself to get unnerved by this, anxious about this. And he's saying, and he's going to root this all in, do you believe in God? Believe also in me. Take my words seriously, okay? So back to this. Let not, and then he says your heart, and it's curious here that in the original language, your heart, the your is plural, the heart is singular. So it'd be like me talking to you as a group, your, but then when I say your heart to make sure you don't miss it, I'm talking about your heart, not his. Maybe his too, but right now I'm talking to your heart and yours and yours. He gets very personal, very intimate. Let not your heart be troubled. 
In the original language, it means to be grieved, to be unsettled, to be unnerved. Believe in God? You believe in God? Then believe in me, because we're one. And everything is rooted in that. Now, if this day you find your heart to be unnerved, unsettled, there are three promises here for a troubled heart. Now the outline. And there are no slides this day, so you've got to look at the paper, sorry. In my father's house, there are many. I know we're used to mansions, but that's really not the, the most accurate. In my father's house, there are many rooms. When Jesus would, would, would mention the father's house, the Jews obviously would have immediately thought about what building? The temple. That's right. And in the temple, there were many, not rooms, but many courts to welcome different people in, if you will. Jesus says, in my father's house, there are many rooms. In other words, what he's saying, and this is the promise, there's room for you. There's plenty of room for you. I have really come to appreciate that in the Gospels, especially John, there's such an inclusive nature that if ever you wonder, does God want me, have what I've done is so horrendous that he would never welcome me back, then the Gospel of John is for you. Take a look at the inclusiveness of John. Would you read 14.2 with me in your outline? In my father's house. There are many rooms. I wouldn't have told you this unless I was going to prepare a place just for you. The next one, John 12, I written 12. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave, the, he gave the right to become the children of God. To all who receive him. To all. This is not isolated to just the people of Israel. To all who would receive him. One that's not in your outline. We've talked about it a lot in past years. John 3.16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. I did that in one of the churches where I was a vacancy. I talked that fast and people said, can you please slow down? I said, I don't think so. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever. The inclusiveness. The inclusiveness. Nobody's left out in that. Back to the outline, 637. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. I've told you in the past, this is my salvation verse. When I had fallen away from the faith for a year and a half and prayed to a God I wasn't sure I believed in, on a barn silo, there was this. And I would then, for the next year, go back to him and said, okay, if you're there and your word is any good... I'm coming. And I've said to you in the past, I'll say it again in honor to that farmer. When I get to heaven, I want to see Jesus first, maybe a couple of other people, but I want to find that farmer. Because this verse saved my soul. The inclusiveness of it. John 10, 9, would you read it with me? I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. If anyone. And so as Jesus stands before us and he says, in my father's house are many rooms, there's room for you. Let not your heart be troubled, dear ones. There's room, more than enough room. In Jesus, there is nothing in your past 
that would say to you, no vacancy. Nothing. If you are in Jesus, if the blood of Jesus is on the doorpost of your heart, there is room, and there always will be. The second promise, I go and prepare a place for you. And this is where Dr. Gibbs threw me for a loop, and I hope I do the same with you. Note, Jesus refers to a place, not places. I go and prepare a place. But what is that place that he's preparing or going to prepare? Is heaven? Is heaven in such disrepair that it needs PennDOT to come? I hope not. (laughs) He who created the universe in six days... Is he still preparing heaven for you and me 2,000 years later? Does this make sense? What exactly is he preparing for us? Read with me Matthew 25, please. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Do you hear it? The kingdom of heaven prepared for you. When? Before the world was even created. So when he says, I go and prepare a place, what are we to say with this? And what's not prepared, what's not ready, is the way for you to get there. The way for you to get to the rooms in his father's house. And Jesus must go ahead and prepare for that. Because what's not ready is that sin is not yet atoned for, death is not yet defeated, and the wrath of God has not yet been satisfied. And you can't possibly go on that way that Jesus is about to go because you and I are not perfect and we would not make it. Jesus is going to go and prepare the the place. He's going to prepare the way by removing every obstacle of sin that stands in the way. And he does that because he takes on your curse, your condemnation upon himself and the wrath of God is dumped on him. Take a look, if you will, at John, uh, John 14, 5 and 6. Thomas said to him, Lord, and this is where you've got to look at all these different 14 and in a moment, chapter 13. Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. No one comes to the Father except through me. We'll unpack that in a minute. But take a look now at John 13. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus said, where I go, you can't follow me now. But you will follow later. See, this is where he's saying, you can't follow me right now because you couldn't stand it. You're not holy. You're not perfect as I am being the son of God and the son of man. The perfect God the perfect son of God, the perfect son of man is the only one that can go first on this way. And that's when he then becomes what he says he is. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He will now become in that day, that path leading to to Good Friday and Holy Saturday and, and Easter Sunday. He will become the way. The book of Hebrews chapter 10 says, we now have confidence to go to the throne of God along a new and living way inaugurated by the blood of Jesus. And it's interesting in the original language, and this astounded me when I saw it. It said that we have confidence 
to go along a new and living way. And in the original language, when it says new and living way, inaugurated by the blood of Jesus, it is to be translated this way. We have confidence to walk along the new and living way of the blood as if it was shed today. It's that fresh, new and living. The blood of Jesus in the eyes of God, it's as if it were shed today for you, not just 2,000 years ago. It's a very present thing. As Jesus goes along this, this path to the cross, he is in that new and living way for us. But he is also the truth. The truth is discovered and revealed along that way that we can't follow. Because Jesus becomes and is the truth of all God's promises and of all God's prophecies. They all find their amen, their yes in Jesus. It's all fulfilled. And he is the life. In John 10, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep that you could live. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. He said it in the context of all this that we would understand. This is what path he goes down that we can't follow in. Dear ones, let not your heart be troubled. If you feel unworthy, if you feel that your heart is unsettled with your sin and how often... You slip backward rather than forward. Your sin, my sin, does not mean that the place being prepared for us is unsuitable or, or unworthy of us or that we are unworthy of, of it, rather. Jesus has gone ahead and he has prepared the place. He's removed the obstacles. But it gets even better. <laughs> How can it get better? The third promise. Jesus says, to you, I am your room. I am your safe place. John 14, 3, if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and I'll take, but I like the, the translation, I'll receive you to myself, that where I am, you might be also. This is resurrection talk. This isn't second coming talk. I will go and prepare a place for you and I will come again and receive you to myself. And this is what he did with the Marys at the tomb. He received them. And then he went to the disciples in a locked room filled with guilt and doubt. And he said, how are you doing? Peace. And he received them. And then he went to Peter on the beach and he said, Simon, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Then feed my sheep. I receive you as my servant. And he receives us. Every time that you come up here to receive the body and blood, he receives you as he did the disciples. This day with this precious one in the waters of baptism, he says, come here, sweetie. You're mine. This is resurrection talk, not second coming talk. I am your room. I am your safe place. Take a look, John 14. Would you read it with me, please? Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Notice he doesn't say, I'm going to take you to heaven so you can be home with us. He said, we're going to come to you so that we can be home with you. I am your room. You're dwelling in me, and I'm dwelling in you. Dear ones, John 14 is a good verse for, for funerals. Heaven is, a physical, heaven is a place where the souls of our loved ones dwell. But don't stop there. Heaven is also a person. 
the person of Jesus Christ. And when we dwell with him, we are dwelling in the Father's house. The Old Testament, the temple, was a place of refuge, refreshment, nourishment, peace. Jesus says, I am the Father's house. In me, you can find all of this. Here in Jesus, this moment in Jesus, in his house, in him, in the Father's house, we can experience the blessing of atonement, the blessing of reconciliation. We once again can see and taste and experience the beauty and the glory that is restored by the blood of Jesus. Jesus stands before you this day and he says, I am the Father's house. And when you at your home quietly go into the word of God, in that word you are in Jesus, Jesus is in you, and together you are dwelling in the Father's house. And when you take some moments in private, intimate prayer at home that nobody else can hear, the Father hears. He hears your every whisper, your every cry. And the Spirit draws you into the Father, and you are in the Father's house. And when we come to receive the body and blood of Christ, when we come to baptismal waters, when we worship, this becomes a moment that in the Father's house, our family is together, like at Christmas. And it becomes not just a holiday, it becomes a holy day. For we are together in the Father's house celebrating, enjoying. And when a little child is brought home for the first time, and they walk into the house, there is joy just as this child was brought into the Father's house today. And there is joy that we celebrate together as a family. Dear ones, you are in the Father's house. Let not your heart be troubled. Jesus receives you to himself. You're safe. You're safe at home. And when our journey on this earth has ended, we will continue to be safe in our Father's house. How cool is that? Amen?